Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories has been sponsored by our Getting Started Writing Short Horror Stories mini-course. Registration is now open for our next course and workshop, which will be running from the 5th to the 11th of September. If you've always dreamed of writing short and scary fiction but have never known where to start, our seven-day mini-course is your next step into the wonderful world of writing short, scary stories. It includes daily videos with tutorials and tips along with downloadable worksheets, access to a private chat room where you'll get access to our writers along with your course colleagues, all ready to answer questions or to bounce ideas off of, a critique of your short story from two horror writers with suggestions for next steps, and an end of challenge celebratory drink via Zoom. That sounds like your kind of thing. Head over to theotherstories.net forward slash courses. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash courses. Today's episode is Cleaning Up for a Hero, written by Paul Stevenson and narrated by Josh Curran. The call came in half an hour earlier. Now he was standing in rubble. He was always standing in rubble ever since the city of London had followed the lead of all the other great cities of the world and put all the new, powered people on their payroll. There'd been a dramatic need for people like Terry. Clean-up people. Terry was good at his job. He was usually first on the scene, where he would do a quick assessment of the damage caused by some powered guy throwing a supervillain through a building, inspect the bill for the city, contact the relevant contractors, make sure that any gas lines were isolated, work with the power company to get back online, and of course deal with things like radiation spills. So much radiation where these people were concerned. When he first got the job, he was excited. Who wouldn't be? 
real-life heroes, like he used to read in comic books. Except, two months in, he'd not seen one yet. Shaw had just caught fast men speeding off from a scene after he'd stopped to do some autographs, but that was more of a blur than anything else. No, by the time he was called in, the villains had been carted off by the police, the heroes had long gone, and the most he ever got was a crowd of onlookers peering over the police tape, trying to get a glimpse of the action. A bored-looking constable who had to stand guard. Today? Nothing. The fight had been between the Sandpiper and the Moth. Not even the headliners. They'd clashed coming out of a bank robbery, and the Moth's sonic blasts had taken out the edge of a multi-story car park, leaving the rest looking pretty precarious. In fact, as he looked around, he saw a few cracks in the wall all around. Structural engineers needed, he reckoned. Then, he saw something else. Round, glowing, tucked under the rubble. He crossed over to it. A disc, about the size of the palm of his hand. He picked it up. Hey! A voice called from behind. I wouldn't touch that if I was you. A voice boomed. Terry wheeled around and found himself face to face with... The trick. The trick was a big deal. Unlike Terry, a fairly short, slightly rotund man with a balding head and a beard that always looked like it could do with a good brushing, the trick was the epitome of hero kind. Tall, blonde, muscular, with a jawline that looked like it could cut through steel. Well, actually, it could, probably. The trick was the first of the British heroes, and the best. He could bend steel, could jump over a double-decker bus. Probably. There weren't any actual double-decker buses left in the capital anymore, but why ruin a good analogy? And he could generate a pulse that knocked out electrical grids, if it were ever needed. Terry had to have a good electrical contractor on speed dial just because of him. It's you, Terry said pointing at the man-mountain before him. It's me, the trick replied. I didn't know you were on this fight, Terry gestured behind him to the rubble. Sandpiper's a bit below your level, isn't he? I fight crime wherever it comes. He retained the air of superiority all the time, then. Still, it was quite an impressive feat to be superior while wearing purple spandex and a yellow bandana. Yeah, Terry said, "Uh, but there's no crime here. He gestured again to the rubble behind him. True, the trick said with a wide smile. You got me there. I'm just here for that. He pointed at the disc. Oh, uh, this? Terry said, and bent down to pick the disc up from his feet. No! The trick shouted, but too late. The power surged through him like a fire. His fingers clamped onto the disc so fiercely that the side of it dug into his flesh. What the fuck? He shouted. It was glorious. He'd never felt such power. It was like his veins were coursing with it. Terry was peeling away, revealing something new. Something powerful. Oh, for fuck's sake, the trick said. Come on, drop the disc right now. 
Terry looked at him aghast. What the hell is this thing? The trick just looked at him, annoyed. Hand it over, it's not yours. No. Oh, you want to fight me? Want me to take it from you? Come on, give me the disc. Terry stepped backward, climbing up the rubble, the disc held tightly in his hand, clutched to his chest. It was radiating power to him. He could feel it. He wasn't about to hand it over, even to the most powerful man in the country. No, just let me hold it, okay? But seriously, what the fuck is this thing? Do I have powers now? The trick sighed. Hand it over, or I'll come and take it from you. The sense of frustrated boredom he'd exuded before was gone now. He looked angry. Terry had just angered a man who could punch a tank and come off better. Maybe he should think about this. Just hand it over. No, he couldn't do that. The trick flew at him, propelling himself forward from magnificently sculpted and superpowered calves. Terry let out a noise not unlike a mouse might make before a piano landed on it. The trick swung his giant ham hand, and Terry shrank back. Literally. He grew so small that he shrank between the rubble, landing awkwardly, spinning off a spike of metal and tumbling down to the ground. It was less than a meter, but it seemed to take forever. What the fucking fuck? He screamed as he fell, but his voice seemed to disappear into nothingness. When he landed, he realized what had happened. He'd shrunk to the size of an apple, roughly. Not a big one either, more gala than cooking. Thankfully, his clothes and the disc in his hand had shrunk too. He stared down at the disc. He had powers now. Why did he have powers now? What the hell kind of power was the ability to fit in a fruit bowl? Where are you, you little shit? The voice was loud, booming above him to the point where he involuntarily ducked from it. The trick began hauling piles of rubble out above him, so Terry made a run for it, running at a surprisingly agile full pelt between the hero's giant oaks. Terry hadn't run in years, but it seemed to come naturally to him now. Now... How to get back to normal size. As soon as he thought it, he grew instantly back to full size. Well, Terry size, at the very least. It was amazing. He'd have thought it would hurt, but it was as easy as pulling on his trousers. Whoa, he said, staring at the disc in his hand. The trick turned round, squaring up to Terry. Don't hit me, Terry said, holding his hand up. He still didn't want to get into a fight with him. He just wanted answers. I just want answers. The trick sighed again and threw up his hands in defeat. Okay, fine, he said. He pulled off his mask, revealing the deeply smoky eyes of a deeply handsome man beneath. So, my name's Harold. You know this whole superhero, supervillain thing? Uh, Yeah? Well, it's just the face we show the outside world, but it's really a... Well, I guess you'd say it's a sport. It just got a bit out of hand. Terry tried to fit this information into his understanding of the superhero phenomenon, and... Nope. Didn't fit. Uh, I, I don't follow. 
These discs. He held up his own to Terry, sewn into a suit, pressing against his flesh. There were a total of 30 of them. Nobody really knows where they came from. They were held in a private collection for hundreds of years. By all accounts, nobody really knows what they were, but they also didn't use them. Well, not often. Five years ago, they were bought by a billionaire who'd heard about them and liked to collect things. He distributed them amongst his friends one night at his mansion in California and said that they were all going to play a game, a bit like British Bulldog, but with powers. Terry tried to draw the dots. Billionaires with powers. Billionaires. People who'd do anything for the continued accumulation of power, given the power of gods. What an utterly stupid idea. I guess it didn't go according to plan. The trick set his jaw. There may have been a few unforeseen consequences. Anyway, the group drew into two separate alliances. It was agreed that we'd continue the game, but under the auspices of a battle between good and evil. We figured, at the very least, we'd be providing entertainment for the masses. Wrestling on steroids? Something like that. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's rich people for you. What about you? You're a billionaire? Was, he said. He chuckled and sat down on the rubble. Spent far too much on funky gadgets and costumes, and then took my eye off the ball. I ran an investment fund and missed some pretty big calls because I was waiting to go back out and battle Mechalek. Stupid, really. Since then, this is all I do. But wait, Terry said. This isn't just a game, though, is it? But people have died, not to mention the damage. I mean, that's my job, cleaning up after you lot. Estimated damage in London alone is expected to top one billion just for the year. Who's paying for that? Not you rich kids running around. We pay our taxes. Bullcrap! You avoid your taxes, and then you get us normal people to spend our taxes cleaning up after you lot. I mean, that's money out of hospitals, and that's before you consider the damage the fog caused last year to an actual hospital. Which is why I'm trying to collect these discs, the trick said. I'm trying to gather them together so that I can use my powers to destroy them. I already broke one, so I know I can do it. Terry stared at him. He looked smaller now, somehow. The hair was thinning a bit at the top. The stoic jawline now just looked angular and thin. Uh, If you don't mind me saying, Terry said, but don't you think you'd be better off leaving this to the authorities? Hand the discs over to them? The trick scoffed. You have any idea what our leaders would do with this tech? Whatever it is. Nobody should have this much power. And there's one other thing. It gives you cancer. What? Terry said, looking suspiciously down at the ring. I did tell you not to pick it up. The trick shrugged. It eats away at your insides, this power. Corrupts, literally and metaphorically. If you let go, it starts to grow. The only way to live is to keep holding it. So, Terry said. If I give you this, I'm going to die. (sighs) I'm afraid so. I mean, we can get you... 
before the trick could tell Terry where he was going to get him. Terry rushed forward, the disc in his hand, and in the other, something else. The little multi-tool he always had in his pocket. Except now, it was out, the tiny blade gleaming in his hand. He slashed out at the trick's neck, thinking at first that he'd missed, but then the thin line of red blossomed across his skin, paper thin growing before flooding with the man's blood. The trick stood, astonished, but as one hand went to his throat, Terry grabbed the other, ripping the disc from the man's suit. The trick, now just a dying man in a cycling get-up with a mask, fell to his knees, then pitched forward into the rubble. You're too good for this, Terry said, waving the disc at the man's corpse. Don't worry, though. I'll finish what you started. With that, he concentrated hard and sped up into the night sky. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Cleaning Up for a Hero was written by Paul Stevenson, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes with music by Andrew K.N. and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington for the sick content kickflips and radical social media grinds he does all day and night from the top of his social media skateboard. Well, gnarly. Paul Stevenson writes Pulp Fiction for the Digital Age. His new serial, The Sunset Chronicles, is a dystopian sci-fi thriller that will delight and terrify fans of science fiction and horror alike. Visit paulstevensonbooks.com to find out more. Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He's narrated many episodes of The Other Stories. He's also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. You can follow him on Twitter at at jcurranwriter. Enjoying this podcast? Then why not join our army of super supporters over on our Patreon account? We'll give you monthly bonus episodes, Q&A episodes, access to the Hawk and Cleaver Discord server, and we'll stitch you into our skin, lest you get away. It's fun in the skin. The skin is home. The skin is good. The skin is comfy. Join us at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time.